When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on today's show, Sarah Kustak, lead analyst for Nets on Yes. Sarah and I talk about what she's seen so far from this preseason, including Ben Simmons conversation. Hey, listen. All right, joining us on the show, you know her, you love her, Emmy Award winner. Do you get an Emmy when Yes wins? What's happening, Sarah Kustak? Sarah, how are you? I'm amazing. I'm honored to be on the show. Do you get an Emmy? Do you have one? Do you have like multiple? Do you, this, are they like just this, off camera? Is this not the time to uh, turn my? Oh, you need you may <laughs> need more shelf space for those Emmys. I just is like the fun? plant. Be- I, you know what? It's me, the plant in the window. That's how we keep it. <laughs> <laughs> is it, does it, you know, like I know you played basketball at DePaul, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So when you were playing basketball at DePaul, did you think you'd win an Emmy? Was that part of your, your grades? I didn't think I'd be in TV. I thought it'd be <laughs> in a hat and a hoodie. And guess what? I can still do that. In you can some still do capacity. that. Podcast. Yeah. Um, what no, was it like he, here's when you the won deal. your first Emmy? Of one here's of three. the deal. It's hard when Ian Eagle might as well have the Emmy oh. named after him um, and wins it the every I, year. The Eagle. Like, the Eagle is a great yes. award name. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to call it the Eagle. So it's kind of like, oh, good. Keep up. Keep up, girl. You know what? I got, I got sh- I, I'll, I'll send this to you. But uh, Serena Williams did an architectural digest walkthrough of her home. And she went to her trophy room. And <gasps> you, if you only can imagine what Serena Williams room trophy or room, rooms, it well, she has multiple rooms of trophies, but there is one trophy room, and she's going through and like picking up a plate, and she's looking at it, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, this is the you know the the this is Wimbledon, you know, whatever, two thousand six. Like she's just like, like it's pick- no like it's no thing. Yeah. Like, like I went to no Target thing. and I got some plates from Magnolia, you know, yeah, the and I'll probably and give them away. Yeah, she's like no big deal. I mean, she was being respectful, but also like. You know, hey, yeah, I've won it's how 30 it of these. Um, so I'm so glad to have you on. Uh, Thank you, truly. Because I listen to you guys all the time. That that just warms my heart. I appreciate that. Um, one of three listeners, so that's so exciting. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, the Nets, I've got to say, we, we were just joking about like, you know, it's preseason basketball. So like how much do you want to lock in? Can I ask you first in general, when you do watch preseason basketball, what are the things that you think about that actually have applicable sort of um, standards going forward? Is there, is there things you can lock in on and say, this may matter? Cause there are times when you watch it, like there was a possession, I forget what, I think it was the first preseason game 
where Royce O'Neal's just kind of like standing in the corner, not doing anything. And I love, love what I've seen from Royce, but I'm like, it's a preseason game. Like, what is he supposed to do? He's not going to be, you know, doing the JJ Reddick run around the three point line, try to get open. So what do you see from preseason that you actually yeah, take away I think for as much as we talk about, which I'm curious about, I'm interested in. Um, but the fact that the offense is going to have new nuances, wrinkles, um, the adaptations that we're going to see from it in terms of options. Uh, parts of that I'm interested to see while also in the back of your mind, to your point, knowing that it may, the effort level varies. Um, and that's understandable. I think guys play at their own pace and I think they take it as what's best for them, what's best for their bodies, what's best for trying to warm themselves up for the season, for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, so I'm just interested, like, is there a rhythm? Is there a flow last night against Milwaukee? Like you saw more of a rhythm, a flow, the ball popping. How is even like Ben? I mean, I know obviously Ben is someone that we are antennas up how he looks, how, but how is he moving? Like, how is he pushing the ball to the floor? This is not to me, like there is a different level of engagement for every player i think when they go from the preseason to the regular season um but just how their movements in in just in terms of health like we're obviously waiting for joe harris seth curry to come back um but i think overall there's a lot of that royce o'neill like he uh, to me watching him shoot like he releases the ball so quickly um how he's able to find different spots on the floor. What are you doing defensively in certain possessions? I think it's an off and on type of thing, but I, I think just overall, like getting a feel for some of the new players, what they look like, how some of the older players or former players or players that are back, I should say, um, just fit in like the chemistry of the group. And I think um, overall, I've been fortunate to sit in practices. So to me, like there is such a great value in watching what they look like in scrimmages, how they look in five on five. What are they doing in these individual work and how that continues the foundation set, how that builds on itself as they get set for the regular season. And so um, I don't know, I think with this group, like there, there's a lot of things you start to understand. You start to learn the first few preseason games were not that great, but I also think a lot of that could be tied to the effort level and that however you want to look at it and however you want to um, gauge that to me, it's like, that's, that's part of it. That's part of however guys take in these early parts of the, preseason and they're going to ramp themselves up to the regular season yeah it, it's so funny that the spotlight's so bright on this team that yeah. if they don't they didn't have the first two preseason games they lost and people are already worried like is this team gonna put it yeah. together and I, I just always want to remind people uh, what the celtics were think about the celtics last year every team's different but the celtics were not 500 they were sub 500 going into january i think it was yes and obviously yes. you know they learned and every team again is different and every team's path is different but like this team in particular because of ben joe harris coming back from injury other guys tj warren we don't know when he's going to come in it's just gonna it's gonna take a while and if anything because of changes in you know guys actually being here being healthy this team will actually be afforded a runway where last year there was no runway, right? Like it was, everything was moving around specifically about Ben. There's so many things you could try to think about when you see him play, you think about his fit, 
the role. I think, but there's also his health and conditioning and all that. Just from a physical profile, what what have you seen from Ben? Because back injuries are tough, and you know, I almost feel like we're kind of forgetting that he had back surgery just because there's so much else to talk about. What have you seen from Ben and how he's played? Mike, you nailed it. Like that's, I think we focus so much on the fact that the sitting out last year in the holdout and everything going on with Philadelphia that you don't actually take into account. He's coming off a major surgery and a back surgery in it of itself is challenging to get back to this point. So I think watching him, um, I'm impressed like how he that goes back to how he's moving, how he's pushing the ball, how he affects the pace of the way this team plays. Um, just playing. I'm sure you like you could be no playing don't, at the park don't, Sarah, at the YMCA. You were about to Sarah was about to say, <laughs> I was gonna say Mike, you know, I'm sure when you play, you know Sarah, you don't want to know play, what it's like when I play. <laughs> oh, I do, I do, but like anyone, it's it's an entirely different you can run, you could be in the pool, like you name it, whatever you're doing. Yeah, I'm, a big, I'm a big jacuzzi guy. That's it. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in the hot tub. Yeah, I so the appreciate tub, yes. the fact that you're about to be like, when you play, it's like, okay, I yeah, was. sorry to derail you. We're all in this together. Yeah. Uh, but that like, it, that's, that's a real thing. That's going to take some time. So for anyone that doesn't um, understand that that's part of the buildup process, like, that's how it goes. And I think there like there's the focus on the shooting and oh to start the game. He took a little what right-handed floater. Um and oh all of these things, that's gonna happen. But I think just in general, to understand the strengths he brings to the table, how he helps make the game easier for so many players around him in particular. Like you look at Kevin, you look at Kyrie, um, Anyone else, Royce, when Joe's out there, when Seth's out there, Claxton, there are so many aspects of his game. It's like, just, just get back to playing up and down the floor, rebounding, playing defense, like all of that stuff. And I think overall, like to think about the fact that he's coming off that back surgery, that to me is impressive. Like that to me is he's gotten himself to this point and then getting some regular season. And I I think that's going to be a process. Like I think early on in the season, that's going to be something that it's going to take some time and there's going to be some great games. There may be some ebbs and flows throughout that. Um, and I just, I think it's challenging to your point originally, like there are so many eyes and there's so much scrutiny and there's so much attention on this team, which is not a bad thing. It's a, that's, that's great. That means you matter. That means that people care about what's happening. Um, but I think overall, even the conditioning aspect of it, like all of that stuff is going to be to me, a work in progress. Um, but the fact that he looks like this, looks like this now, is able to play this way, is able to look like who we knew Ben Simmons to be, that that's what he needs to be for this team, bottom line. Like to me, be be who you were, be who you are, be the all defensive player, be the guy that can rip rebounds, run the floor, uh, push the pace, facilitate, and then everything else I think will will come a whole lot easier if he's just that person to begin with. Yeah, I mean, what happened the end of last year when losing Harden in the trade and then not getting Ben is that it, I've talked about this before, but as great as Kevin and Kyrie are, what they do is so hard, right? Like they, whether it, it, no one has a better jumper than KD and Kyrie has the deepest bag in the NBA, 
but Kyrie doesn't make anything easy on himself because of how skilled he is dribbling and he really attacks the basket that way. And KD, I mean, KD is, you know, he gets to his spot, he'll put up the shot, but those are technically inefficient shots, right? And those are hard things to do. Ben, what's so enticing about him on this team is that he just, what he is, what he represents, he doesn't be anything more than what he is, right? Like if he just simply is defender, like you said, but then transition buckets, he's the best or second best in the NBA creating open three-point shots for his teammates. Um, just being that, like we've seen it a little bit in the preseason, he's had some just incredible like whip passes across the court in non-transition moments where, you know, it would be passes that we usually don't see out of players besides like Harden had that capability too, that created open threes just by the speed and sort of the vision of the pass. Um, he represents the possibility of this team getting easy buckets. Um, and that's what I'm so excited about. I do this thing. I don't know. Do you care about the box score? Do you look at the box score and think about it anyway? Yeah, Cause, absolutely. Cause the, I don't, for him, I don't <laughs> even look at points. I don't, I don't almost even care if he scores. Cause I'm already at the place with him where I just wanted to do the other stuff. I want him to, I like his assist numbers. If they're up fantastic, the rebounding, I can see him play defense. There's times when he's on the point guard and there's times when he's down low by the bucket, right? Um, he, he, I hope, I hope he understands he doesn't have to, I know they want him to be aggressive, but just he, he provides so much to this team in all the ancillary things. And, you know, this team should have enough scoring with Joe and Katie and Kyrie and all that stuff. What, is he, you know, they put him at point guard a lot of the time. Do you think, is that where you envision him as being maybe the best spot for him? I think so. Um, it, it, every, it, you nailed it. Like, when we put up a, a fireworks celebration banner like that. That's that's <laughs> what it is. Like, you don't need to be anything more than all of those things. And when you look back the past two seasons, I know it was many iterations of this group, the lineup, you name it. Um, the ancillary stuff was what was missing like that. The, all of that stuff is, are the things that this group needed? Like, can you find ways to get easy, but you look at two of the best scores to play this game um, in Kevin and Kyrie, but how they score to your point, like it, the degree of difficulty of the ways in which they score are, are so high and with other guys around them. So transition buckets, like fast break points, points off, all of these things that normally get some second chance points. That has not been in the DNA of how this team has operated and functioned offensively. So to think about someone that can come in and do that and help that and help to how they generate points uh, is a really big deal. And even like I think last night, and for what it's worth, it's a preseason game, but tennis, like he just understands how to facilitate. It doesn't matter to me whether he's at the pole, where he's at, because I think you're starting to see in the offense, he can initiate the offense, he can bring the ball to the floor and get into a set, but all of a sudden you go through a couple actions and he's in the dunker spot or that mention. Like that's that's where I, I think the variability of how defenses look at him, look at this team, look at what the lineup is. Um, that's tough to guard because you don't know off of switches. Okay, he may be at the top of the key. He may be able to be that force that is able to penetrate, get in the middle of the floor, do a lot of things with his size. 
or he may d- give it to to Kai to KT whoever you name it and all of a sudden he's a, r- a really really tough guard because he's on the weak side block and like those are the type of things to me that I'm so interested to watch how do they use that how do they utilize that within the course of the offense with who they have the amount of shooting I keep saying Joe Seth like you hope everyone's back healthy able um to be out there to utilize that but they've got so much shooting on this team the spacing that to me is it, will it eventually be a factor absolutely but how you can just have him play to his strengths um that that's exciting to me and i don't think it to me it doesn't matter like start from start start from what you bring to the table there's not many seven footers that can push the ball the way he does rebound the way he does play defense the way he does see the floor be able to hit a guy in stride in a shooting pocket um all of those things you take in a heartbeat and so that's why i don't um i don't think belaboring the point of some of the other stuff is, is not worth it is there anyone besides ben you know, like obviously when we watch the game, your eye drifts to KD, Kyrie and all that stuff. Is there anyone that's caught your eye? Um, you're thinking like, okay, what could this guy be like? For me, it's like Yuta Wantanabe. It's like, just because he's so interesting. <laughs> and he just yes. brings he brings the energy. He's got length and all that stuff. But is it, is it Royce O'Neal? Is there something that's like, okay, um, I want to see more out of this person. I don't know how he fits, or maybe I do know how he fits on the team. Is there anyone that stands out to you? I want to spend an hour talking about Yuta, um, but I'm, I, I'm not <laughs> birthday do boy. That. Do you know it's three birthdays today? No. It's Cam Thomas's, David Duke Jr.'s, and Yuta Watanabe. How crazy! Three birthdays all today. On it's wow. If you so if you want to have your child be a Brooklyn Net, I always think about that. I'm like, what happened nine months ago? Ten months ago? October thirteenth. What that? What's that? Ten months ago? Nine months ago? What? Like when? Oh, to ha- oh. Oh, oh, to conceive. <laughs> um, so who's to <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I should know that. I have two kids. And there's you a do. very famous movie. Was the Hugh Grant movie like 40 weeks or something like that? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Yes, derailed. Um, yes, who, uh, who, who, who stood out? <laughs> I, I'm going to go. Yes. You, honestly, Utah has. Um, okay. I, Royce O'Neal to me is... I was excited when they got him. I think that for what he he brings, we can talk about him on the floor in a second, but like he, he's always smiling. He's happy. He came from a great organization in Utah. His story is incredible um, getting to the point where he's at. And so I think in terms of just like glue guys, can I use glue guys? Oh, is yeah. That trademark? That's so, uh, it is trademark <laughs> and we, I will Venmo you $5. But thank you. You oh, I thought it. I was gonna. I thought I was gonna have to Venmo you, uh, yeah. but like he, he's someone who you like having around and is gonna be an asset for this group. On top of the fact that what he does on the floor, his ability to shoot. He also, I obviously watched a ton of him with Utah on the Jazz. Like his want to create more, to do a little bit more to off the dribble. Um, in that second, wherever he's playing, whether he ends up starting or, or coming off the bench, but like there are there are aspects to his game with his size, with his ability to defend, on top of the three point shooting, but also like creativity and like put him in a ball screen, put him in a pick and roll. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects of his game that I'm really really excited about, and it stood out. And I was excited when 
they traded for him. However, I think just overall, like continuing to watch him, continuing to see him, how he also interacts with the group, like who he is as a teammate. I think to me, he by far jumps off the page of he's a guy you want on your team and you're glad that he's in this mix. Is he a guy who could play? I mean, I know it basically anyone could play any position now, but you know, can he play the four? Like, because I know his height. I mean, he's not. I mean, I guess Bruce, him and Bruce Brown are probably similar in terms of build and height. But how do you see him fitting on the floor? Is it ultimately just in a thing where it's you know Ben, Katie, Kyrie, and then it's like Royce and another shooter, right? I mean, I guess that's a pretty nice construction. How do you see him fitting? Yeah, because I think he could. Like, I think it depends who he's on the floor with. So much of that, to me, comes down to, could he play the four? Absolutely. Um, But who else are you on the floor with? Who's playing the five? Um, What that looks like, who your opponent is, like, to how you're matching up against whatever other personnel. So I think he, you talk about him being a big wing, and more often than not, you're thinking about him in the three spot. Um, But I think, like overall, especially now with different teams, different lineups, how guys play, the sizes of like that to me doesn't matter as much because there's oh you're playing small, um, but across the board, if you have Kevin, if you have Ben, if you have Royce, whoever else you're tossing in the mix, like there there's size um, that's going up and down the lineup in a way that you don't have a big guy, but. Like that to me doesn't really matter anymore. So I think you, I think he is interchangeable, the three, the four. Um, and I think too, like just understanding how to use strength. Like he's someone to me that understanding angles, understanding how to use your body, understanding how to use your strength, like that, that's different to me um, with certain players. And I feel like he's someone who understands leverage, understands where to be. And like if you're in the right spots, if you're understanding, where to be on the floor defensively if you're quick enough to get to certain spots that sometimes can override oh i got a couple inches or this guy's got a couple inches on me uh one more question i'll let you go the you know nets media day was maybe the most exciting media day in the history of the nba (laughs) um uh you you had a lot of one on you it was you ruko right doing a lot of the interviews Yes. yes so you're going you're you're one of the first people to have sort of like direct interviews with, you know, Kevin Durant after his offseason, Kyrie after his offseason, Ben Simmons after his odyssey from Philly to here. Um, what was that? What was that like for you? Is there pressure in that moment to think I got to fire? I got to get something out of this because it's a tough environment. You know, it's there's all these people around and these guys are sitting down, probably don't really, I mean, they know you, but they probably really don't want to be doing these things anyways. What is that like for you to try to succeed in that moment? Thank you, Mike, for saying they probably don't actually want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? No, No, I'm just (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Absolutely. Always. Um, No, one, I think Ruko, like, I don't know how well you know Ruko. He's just a ball of sunshine. Um, and it's very extremely positive person yeah he he likes even the worst star wars content which is oh like just just so excited um no i think i think they crushed all of that was after the um the press cut like the group press conferences i thought everyone crushed it like everyone to me because i felt like i was saying the party line when we were talking about it or kind of digesting what was said before we did some of the one-on-ones um, 
everyone was insightful and honest and like there was a shared level of responsibility of whatever occurred and people were kind of moving forward to the season. They also were saying, which you would hope for, because we all know this, um, just the idea of we can say whatever we want to say, but until we play, until we actually get out there, like nothing really matters. Um, so to me, it was just like, who are these guys? Like, who are these guys that we're cheering for and rooting for? And who are the players behind this? And the understanding, even some of the other, like even thinking about Joe or Seth, like the challenges they faced um, with their health or with the surgeries or coming back or last postseason. Um, I was, Seth was the one in particular I was thinking about. I was like, man, that was crazy for him last year. He was, he was in Philadelphia, like probably thought he'd play there for a long time and get traded. Playing for your father-in-law. Like you get traded. Wait, what? And now I'm with this team. And I thought it was, and your ankles kind of bumming. And like, there were so many things that, when you think about these players, even Royce, like his, he made his, his NBA career, made himself an NBA player in Utah and spent his entire career there up to this point, what, five, six years. Um, so I always think that we overlook because it's such an aspect and such an important part of what the NBA is, what any professional league is of trades and you're coming here, you're going there, but that like, that's major life adjustments for these players. And then you're with this new team and Oh, by the way, you're in this market and there's a ton of scrutiny and you're with these superstars that everyone has got all eyes on. And there's um, alternate side parking in so New York that, and it's really, it's hard to, yeah. you know, that's an unusual beast. <laughs> Two days a week, you have to move oh, your car. Man. You know, it's tough. Oh, what? I know, Sam. No I don't one have talks a car, about so I don't need to worry about these things. Oh, good. I'm glad. I I don't need to worry about these things. Uh, <laughs> but like that, like that's the interesting part to me. Um, and so I think it's just like remembering that, think about that. I also think for a lot of people that watch media day, um, thank you for watching media day. Like they they sat through or watched 15, 20 minutes, whatever it was, of each of these guys talking for a long time. So what what different nuances or changes or things can you bring to the table? But Ruko covers it. Ruko's got he's like I said, he's just a absolute ball of energy and excitement. I think he was actually talking too loud throughout the course of it. So um <laughs> when you say everyone listen the the whole the ambiance of it i think we had our headsets on so he didn't realize it but um yeah but it's good and i think media day like you know that there's excitement and optimism and you have yeah, all these things that you're the, about, it's, but it's a great time i mean i, I forget the one, one of the ones i was at was the jeremy like when jeremy lynn was on part of the team and you know Aww. it's you know typically media day is is all happiness obviously that this year we had to get some answers to questions that people had had burning questions and that's like my my wish for this team is that there's just no, some level of normalcy for a little while right like just just enough of a runway like we talk about where they can maybe try to figure out how this team needs to grow and build because every team takes a different journey it's it's hard to deform yourself into a team that succeeds in the playoffs but you need you can't just put it all together, right? Like it, even if Ben yeah. had come back in the playoffs last year, I don't think it would have made a difference because, you know, it, how impossible would that have been? So, well, it's super exciting. Um, anything to promote, Sarah? What what should we be promoting? I mean, you do so much in your life. You're on TV for CBS, CBS Sports, 
You're on. Yes. Yeah, you no, have a podcast. The glue guys. I just want to promote the glue guys. <laughs> glue guys. Yeah. I yes. do. I yes. listen to you guys. Oh, I appreciate it. Regularly. Yeah. Thank you. That's all I care about. Um, Is it your children that had hand, foot, and mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to say. <laughs> See, I yeah. do. Sarah, hand, foot, and mouth. Now, COVID. They all had. It's. it's my, my nieces honors. and nephews had this. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but. Yeah. So I'm I'm very well, familiar. I was also visiting in Chicago. They're in Chicago. Um, and I didn't awful. know the severity of it. Yeah. And then yeah, I also, I was there awful. and I was like, so am I going to get this? Is Can I tell you something a little awkward? <laughs> My kid is uh, patient zero for the, his entire preschool with foot of hand, foot of mouth. No. So we are persona oh. grata at Bethany <laughs> right now. Um, all right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. I appreciate thank you, Mike. it. I appreciate you. Thanks.